0: You are listening to wait a minute with Beth and Jessica, episode 11. This is our holiday special just in time for Thanksgiving. People want to know how they can navigate the season without doing whatever it is they've done in the past. Most people will give you tips and tricks like don't show up hungry to the party or stand near the buffet, which isn't bad advice, but we're going to offer you some new perspectives that you might not hear anywhere else.
1: Many people take this time as an opportunity to disconnect entirely from their body or with their relationship with food. There are so many circumstances and opportunities to enjoy food during the holidays, which I want to offer is a made up story in your brain something we've actually adopted culturally because there are always circumstances around food all year long. But for some reason, we still get a little anxious about the holidays because it's a time of many gatherings centered around food and drink.
0: Sometimes during the holidays, we use food to manage our emotions. For many, the holidays can be hard emotionally and food can be very comforting. So for example, if your family is not around that used to be around, or there are bad memories around holidays, we can tend to turn to food to comfort us. Or like many of us, we are also exposed to awkward holiday parties, or they might even be events or parties that you actually want to go to or family gatherings. Either way, we're all putting food as the focal point around all of these holiday gatherings from Thanksgiving through the new years. So no matter the circumstances, we hope that what we share with you today will help you rethink how to navigate the holidays and food just a little bit.
1: Yes. So I have a question for you. For, for me for, or our listeners? <laughs> for, this is a question for the listeners that I want, okay. them, I want them to think about. How would you show up to this holiday season and every day if you were not going to attempt some kind of diet or fix afterwards? Like what if diets just didn't exist and you couldn't do it starting January? What would you do? Well, <laughs>
0: If I were to answer (laughs) or give the people some clues as to what that would mean, it's like that means not treating Thanksgiving or Christmas like the Last Supper because you won't be attempting a Whole30 in January. So the diet does, in fact, not start on Monday. You will not over-restrict Sunday through Thursday, to give yourself, quote unquote, permission to go wild on the weekend or at that holiday party or whatever. None of that. It's all just food. What is your relationship with food if this vicious on or off a diet cycle no longer existed? Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) These are all really good questions to think about. But it's like, of course, you can enjoy the holidays, enjoy the food And if you're not planning to torture yourself with a diet in January, then what does this look like? How are you showing up? So Beth, I just want to ask you like, what does that look like to you? How do you enjoy the holidays and not diet starting in January?
0: Well, it just never occurs to me to (laughs) (laughs) to start something in January. So if there is, you know, a family gathering or say a holiday party, then, I will balance it all out. What are the foods that look good? What am I really hungry for? So on and so forth. So I don't, I mean, the only thing I might do during the day is know that I'm going to have some heavier food later in the day. And so I might eat, I'll make sure I get in all of my vegetables or something like that earlier in the day. If I'm not sure if there will be any vegetable heavy items at an event or party or family gathering so that would probably be about the only change that I would make and then also drink a lot of water <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> I might have you know a glass of wine or two and so I want to make sure that I'm hydrated but for the most part just treat them the holidays as is but then I also balance out like do I really need to have something sweet most days or at every single event like for me the sugar really starts to make me feel not very good and so I've learned that over time And so therefore, I try to keep a little bit light on the sugary things. Yeah, there's going to be a lot more opportunities for sugar, for sure. Always, <laughs> yeah.
1: Which like for me, it's like, yes, on Thanksgiving, I'm going to have a slice of pie. Maybe of I'll course. Have, maybe I'll have two yeah. because it's hard to decide between pecan and pumpkin or whatever. <laughs> but I'm also like, I'm not shoulding it or, mm-hmm. or should nodding it. There's not this internal struggle. I'm not talking negatively to myself in the process. right? So I feel like if you're having the shoulds, maybe it's time to pause and kind of think about that. And yeah, maybe sometimes too, there are moments where I have felt more full than I'd like to be. And I listen to my body. And that doesn't mean I'm going to like punish myself the next meal. It's kind of like you said, it's just more about balance. Like that next meal might be lighter, but it also might not be. You don't have to like overcorrect or fix something if you Correct. have maybe eaten more than you had planned <laughs> originally. Like we're just moving forward. We don't have to fix things that have been different
0: yeah so i don't go through the wave of eating a lot and then not eating a lot as i navigate through thanksgiving Mm. through new years and then i certainly don't start with a diet in january like i just because that is a pendulum those things Right. If you're
1: like, Oh, I overeat. So now I have to go on a broth diet (laughs) today. And then it's like, well, that just leads to another overeating episode. Right. So.
0: Right. Exactly. It creates that whole like vicious cycle of good cop, bad cop in your own brain about Mm -hmm. food and then not being able to like trust yourself around food or amounts of food or types of food and that's just a whole lot of extra noise mm-hmm. in people's brains that we really would like to eliminate yeah.
1: and there yeah. was something that you had said to me before we pushed record which was the word urgency it's like when we feel like we have to die in january then all of this sugar and all of this food becomes like urgent it's like mm. oh i urgently have to experience this because it's going to go away Right. But if it's like all just there all the time, and we which live, it is, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> then we can kind of like reduce that sense of urgency, and then it's just we learn how to live with it. We don't have to be so weird around it,
0: right? Because I mean, if we think about it, you can buy pumpkin pie filling year round. <laughs> So, right. you technically could make a pumpkin pie any time of year that you wanted it. And yes, there might be somebody's grandma's recipe or some aunt makes like this the best yeah. and she only does it on Thanksgiving. And that's fine, right? But it's like, don't create like that, like, oh, I'll never have it again around many of these foods because they are there just not in the same exact way. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So okay.
1: yes, please all think about this. How would how will you show up if you're not gonna die in January? Right. So I know some people have concerns because they feel like they have less control over what is served and what they mm-hmm. eat in this time or going to other people's homes or we're traveling. So what kind of advice do we have for this situation where we feel like not as in control of what we're eating? Yes
0: if you have a legit food concern, like an allergy or sensitivity, then you will likely have to put in some work and be that person who brings a special dish for everyone to share that you can eat too. Like don't make yourself ill with an upset stomach or there are a wide variety of symptoms Symptoms, that come from food sensitivities and allergies. So don't do that for yourself, just because you think it's going to hurt somebody's feelings that you don't eat such and such thing. Like that is their job to manage their feelings about something, not your job to not make them feel that. So you can just say, Oh, that's nice. Or I mean, I mean, not with celiac, but if you must, then put a little bite on your plate and just don't eat it. I don't know. But just if you have food sensitivities or allergies, like just bring something that that you can eat. So then that way you're not hungry and feeling um, left out or hangry. And then by the time you get home, then you're not feeling well. And then also it does require creating a boundary where it might feel awkward with the in-law or the pushy aunt. So we always hear, oh, you must try this. You have to try it, but it you don't have to because it will make you sick or you just really don't like those. You can say no, but you can do so kindly. People may take offense, but that's okay. Again, you don't have to sacrifice your health to make anyone else happy.
1: Yeah. So what if you don't have
0: allergies
1: and like some people are just legitimately concerned about their overindulgences?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, my advice is that this is all just temporary. So maybe you do have less control over what is served or what you eat. But again, you can still bring things that you like and want to share and you can honor your intuitive hunger and full signals. So be aware of your concern for overindulgences, but Mm -hmm. don't let that dictate how you show up to gather with people. And I know like some people will say like, well, I find myself eating more at certain types of events because like socially, you know, it's a little challenging for me to you know, talk with all these different people. Like I don't like these big events. And so I just feel like if I can just have something in my hand, whether it's food or, or drinks, and I feel a little bit better, but it's like, okay, it's good to be aware of that, but how can we slowly start to, again, we've been talking about not make food be the thing that is easing our discomfort in other situations. Because yeah, so, unfortunately, it doesn't really fix anything. Yeah, because the the awkwardness of being at the event is still, still going to be there. So it's like, okay, how can we grow and learn in that capacity without having something go in? yeah yeah so yeah I don't know I feel
1: like sometimes too it's like well also where can I seek the pleasure in in being served or like when someone's taking care of you there's kind of this beauty in that that we like take for granted sometimes at least I do I'm like Mm -hmm. oh like the act of receiving is challenging but also really beautiful and so maybe just shifting focus of like How can I receive and accept and find the silver lining of the situation? Mm -hmm. And you're not dieting afterwards either. So you don't have to say F it, but you can find some pleasure and it's going to be okay. Correct.
0: I would say like sometimes the overindulgence that might happen like at the actual Thanksgiving meal is that one thing people will do is they might save like not eat all day and then they eat like all the things that there can be like anywhere from five to 20 different things to try depending on (laughs) how your family gathers, right? And then we, because we are so hungry, we don't realize that. Yeah. Don't show up (laughs) hungry. Yeah. And so just being like, just still eating with your natural hunger and fullness cues, which means slowing down and just enjoying what is happening. Or if you're not a fan of gathering with your family for whatever reason, (laughs) just enjoy it as like a show and be like okay and then eat and then exit as you you need to but can just be cool with the food and don't make it make you miserable
1: yeah it goes back to that whole emotional fix thing it's like i'm feeling discomfort this food and drink is we think is going to fix our problem but it doesn't Mm -hmm. so like what is the root of that okay so this question this next question might sound upsetting (laughs) for some people it was upsetting to me the first time i I heard it right like you and i both love food we went to culinary school because we like food so much mm-hmm. so the first time i heard this question i was like what mm-hmm. <laughs> so here it is what if the holidays were not about the food at all
0: i mean what if because <laughs> right we make everything about the food and so what else could it be about is it yes people say the connection but is it really and then <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not I don't know. good stories could it be about music either listening to it talking about it making music or games or what if the food was just a side dish to everything else on the plate of the season I don't know. What do, you, what do you think? Yeah.
1: Ever since I was posed to that question, I had to go through like the stages of grief for a second. Interesting. <laughs> and I think for me it was posed as, could you travel to Italy and not plan the food part of it? And I was like, why would I go to Italy? (laughs) And (laughs) And then I was like, oh yeah, there's a lot of other stuff to do there. It doesn't have to be all about the food, right? So Mm -hmm. once I really got to thinking about that, suddenly, I don't know, there was just this shift of like, yes, I can enjoy the food, but like, what else? What What else can I focus on? What else can I enjoy? And it actually did make me less awkward in those social situations to, actually be like, I am here to talk to people and, and connect, even as just one person, right? Mm-hmm. I, I want to be interested in somebody else at the party, in something else besides the food and the alcohol. And that mm-hmm. just became start sort of a practice that I started and it felt really good. So I just kind of kept going with that. And like, yes, of course I still eat the food and I like the food, but it's not like the thing like I'm not like beelining it. <laughs> to the food the first thing I do when I walk in and I don't have to yeah like I'm not standing by the buffet like I don't know it's just is a different
0: perspective than being my primary focus what about you yeah it's actually oddly something I think about (laughs) year-round in (laughs) terms of celebration and food because I just ponder it not because I'm like obsessed about or anything like that I just ponder the various holidays and events and gatherings and celebrations and how it's all seems to be centered around food in some capacity. So like, oh, my son was in soccer. It was like everything had to bring a snack for after their game. And I'm like, wait, what? And then when this like Juice, but and I just was like, this doesn't make any sense to me. I was like, it's just sucker for six year olds. Like, why do we need to make this whole like treat out of it or whatever? And then if they do well on something, then we go, then you go and do this. And I just really struggle with that. But anyway, so with the holidays specifically, I don't really mind the celebration for food at all. I enjoy coming up with you know different recipes or cooking different things and trying other people's stuff, and I like the. Things that we have, specifically my mother's stuffing, it's the best, Mm. love it so much. So I really get excited about it, but I just really question that it feels ingrained that we have to eat more than we feel comfortable doing and that it involves so many sugary things as I mentioned above. So what are some of the other types of dishes that could be fun and festive that may have less sugar or be so heavy. So like, could we create some variety around what shows up on our table? So for example, I know that this is still kind of heavy, but when I can, I like making tamales at Christmas because you can get family members involved in various parts of making them. And so we're all doing something together and that can be fun. So it's not that I'm like, on holiday food <laughs> <laughs> I'm just starting to question what does that really look like for me and, and my family? And, and what are some of the traditions I want to create around connecting? And some of it, the connection can be around food and some of the connections should be outside of the kitchen. So yeah, it's just diversifying. Yeah, correct. Because it's like, you know, think about thanksgiving it's like leading up to the meal and then you have the meal so it's been cooking all day all these people are helping to do it and then you have the meal it's like 30 minutes later and then it's over and then now somebody is like pouring over sweating over the sink cleaning up and you're like wait what <laughs> like it, it's over and you're just like why it happened there right and then it seems like people start to dwindle and then Christmas the same it's like there's like the rush of the presents and Christmas dinner and then by 3 p.m. it's like the excitement is over and people are like now what and you're like well, I, yeah
1: I don't know I feel like Christmas is such a season though because you go and like we're leaving out some other holidays and I'm sorry yeah <laughs>
0: This is just from our what experience. our, yeah, our own
1: experience, our own experience but it's like, you go to the grocery store on the end cap, there's like cinnamon rolls, there's hot chocolate. There's, just like, there's oh, all right, these right, like right. seasonal flavors and things. And you're like, I got to fit all this stuff in, in the <laughs> month of December. And it's like, wait, no, I don't. Like I can have, I mean, I honestly could have peppermint and hot chocolate any time of year. It's like, I don't know. You know, it's like, I don't, it doesn't have to be all about like checking off the things of like, I have to eat all of these
0: things this month or else they're going to go away. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't have a lot of familiarity with all of the types of foods that are around at Hanukkah but it's a lot of different foods too right so it's just like it seems like a lot of cultures have created like this huge thing around food and yes that can be nice but at the same time it's also remembering to be with the people and what the food is doing, just bringing people together. Right, and I think these
1: feasts were created and celebrated in a time where we didn't have the food abundance <laughs> that we have now. Mm. Right, like it was special to be like, we're going to gather and we're going to make all of the food we have in the village, <laughs> and everybody's going to get the village. village. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know and or so, however that looked yeah right. we're yeah. gonna go kill our turkey we're gonna do whatever and it was like it was special
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so now it's like we have an actually overabundance of food in our everyday culture but we have a lack of gathering and connecting mm-hmm. in our everyday and so now it's like okay how can we make the holidays be about connecting
1: Which is also interesting, coming off a pandemic, right? Like. We have had some isolation in the last couple of years and then we're all reentering the world and
0: regathering and it does, it feels so exciting to me. And but, though we have to be aware that there are people that have, this might feel very nerve wracking. Yeah. Like, oh, I there's got out of... of it for a couple of years and yeah. now I'll be expected to come back. <laughs> I don't want to go back. Yeah. All there's right.
1: definitely a lot of anxiety, social anxiety for sure. And mm. even safety. Some people who have experienced like serious issues around the pandemic. of course we're
0: going to have more like a different perspective on gathering too Mm -hmm. so there's a lot to consider okay so moving away from our standard western holidays of thanksgiving christmas but how do you feel about people creating new year's resolutions related to health or weight well It sounds
1: well intentioned, right? But Mm -hmm. over the years, I've personally changed the way that I do think about resolutions in general. We have this culture with a mindset that this is the like the only time for for new beginnings and setting intentions. That is lovely, too. Like it is a nice idea, right? I think that's great. But I guess to the people who are adding weight to their resolutions, I just ask, and what else? Mm. Right. The weight loss resolution usually reinforces this idea that you have to lose weight to have a better life. But what if we took the weight out of it altogether? Like, what are your other hopes and dreams for the future in the coming year? Of course, if you do want to improve your health or even lose weight, like that's okay too. But what else? I like to ask clients to get clear on all of their goals, not just their body and health goals. I want them to know what is important and relevant to them on a broader Mm -hmm. scale because when we're focusing on the overall big picture then the health stuff kind of falls into place most of the time not the other way
0: around right what do you think yeah i agree because it just sets up that whole oftentimes it sets up that whole disappointment yeah (laughs) They go in, they have the resolution, they start and they go all in, which is not easy to maintain at all. And research has shown like when we go all in, our motivation and willpower wane when it's at that peak. And so we have to do things that are smaller. And so, however long it takes to get to that point for some people a week, a month, a couple months, three months then they feel like, oh, look, I've just failed again. Mm -hmm. And that's not the cycle we want people to be in ever so that's you know how we talk why we talk about diets in general year round and particularly new year we don't want people to f- just continually to be in the cycle of oh, oh and then i failed and then so.
1: yeah that's why people call us by february march right because they're like i'm gonna do this by myself in january and then they're like oh no i didn't do it and it's, it's such a bummer right <laughs> because yeah we don't want you to live Although failure is a part of learning something new. So it's not that we're like failure adverse. It's just failure in the terms of holding yourself to this unrealistic diet that you cannot sustain.
0: Right. And so, but people take that on as shame and yes. judgment about themselves as a human, right? when really what they were trying to accomplish would be challenge for Anybody. anyone, yeah, we right. like that's We're not just supposed
1: not... to be like on a very restrictive lifestyle
0: for long periods of time. Yeah, just um, not our brain doesn't quite work in that capacity.
1: And you're also setting yourself up because you're like, oh, I've just like dove into the deep end of the serotonin dopamine by letting loose for the
0: holidays and just throwing it all in the trash. Right? Oh, gosh, yeah. And then it's like then having to work with your brain on being not desiring all that really over things, which alone is so challenging.
1: Hey, Beth, what is your final takeaway
0: that you want to share with all of us? Don't have the mindset of last supper and then start new in January. Just start listening to your hunger and full cues now thinking, am I really hungry now? Do I want this? Do I want that? Or would I prefer something else? Like really listen to yourself and honor your hunger and full cues. It's all available. All the food is available. All the thoughts are available to you. It's remembering that when you put restrictions on ourselves or don't question why, I believe these things about food, that's when we start acting like weirdos. So start slow, tune in the best that you can. And if that's hard or scary, reach out to somebody that would love to guide you through developing a more loving relationship with food. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's not us, that's okay too. somebody. Yeah, yes, that's okay. Still too. find somebody. <laughs>
1: Okay, so we're going to move on to our weekly segment, where each week we keep our eyes peeled for things in the media or in real life that come from diet culture. These are often the subtle things you might not notice, which is why we are sharing that with you today.
0: You're getting all the good ones right now. I'm like ad free. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. Yes, this week, and it was just a few days ago, I,
1: I got an ad for a bone broth. And the headline says, Brodo is my life. I have lost 40 pounds since starting my subscription and it means so much to me. And my initial thought was, well, the only way you're going to lose 40 pounds by drinking bone broth is if that's all you're drinking, right? If that's yeah. all you're eating. So I don't know. I was just, I wonder what that's about. And then also, I was kind of curious why they didn't take like the gut health route maybe as like their sales point, but maybe that's not interesting or sexy enough.
0: Or they tried that and it didn't work. We don't know, but. Yeah. And also I just noticed they use the
1: word brodo, which is like the Italian term for broth. So they're like trying to make it sound exotic and interesting (laughs) because like maybe bone broth has been played out. I don't
0: know. Oh, right. Like people are not paying attention to anymore. Yeah, I agree. I did not like the fact that they're using something that people do use for health and nourishment, but it's being again, touted as a weight loss thing and of course they had to put in 40 pounds cuz that's even that's a lot. more that's even more like wow to really get people subscribing something <sighs> ugh yeah such a disappointment oh well yeah not oh well but yeah, well, we're please. not yeah
1: we're not anti bone broth it's great but it's just the way that it's posed it's is like presented. like this is the way right this is how you're going to lose 40 pounds it's just by drinking bone broth <laughs> And that's not how that works, just in case you needed to hear that So please
0: stop buying into these crazy headlines, people. Don't believe it. We're never going to get
1: um, advertisements.
0: (laughs) I know I need to like, how can I like screen my phone so it doesn't know that I'm angry at the advertisements, but I don't know, I got to start clicking on things again, I guess. (laughs) Well... I sure hope we gave you something new to think about today and helped you take one more step on your path to freeing yourself from diet culture. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram at path underscore nutrition. See you next week. Bye.